Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Deep Three podcast. Today, I have a special friend, uh, a mentor of mine, a guy that helped me transition to the to the U.S. when I first uh, got to the U.S. when I was 16 years old. You guys know him by by George Morshan. I know him by Gitza Morshan. He's uh, very proud to to say uh, he's the Romanian that made the NBA, uh, the Romanian that I, I dreamed to follow, but I did not get there, but I hope some other kids will follow. And um, also, you know, he was the most improved player in the NBA, and I'm very, very uh, happy uh, to call him a friend. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Gita, I, I will call you Gita, you know, but uh, thank Go you. Ahead. <laughs> Hey, uh, Vlad, good to see you, and uh, I'm so proud and so honored to be right here with you in this situation. Thank you. I, and, uh, I guess uh, you as one of the Romania who make a very good uh, transition and, uh, from Romania basketball to American basketball in high school and college. Thank you. <laughs> and congratulations for everything that you've done so far. Thank you. It has helped me uh, a lot every time I talk to to people. You know, it helped me to to have you there in Washington D.C. Used to come to to the games to watch high school games. You know, used to come to to my college games when he had time. Uh, you know, because you because you for me was a good opportunity to watch the college game, the high school game when he was in high school. Before I never uh, had the chance to to watch the high school games. And now that was a good transition for me when my kids was in high school. Okay, nice, nice. I remember, I remember, you know, you had me over, not just me, you know, Andy, uh, we were three or four Romanians in the area. <laughs> your house, you know, for barbecue, for, you know, just uh, hanging out and it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... It's a, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your story. I don't know how many people know it and, uh, you know, how really, you know, how you started basketball. I guess I started basketball by mistake. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, you know, when you uh, win the lottery, I win the lottery when I start playing basketball. Uh, I start basketball because I was tall. That is the only reason I started playing. I was uh, 15, extremely tall, extremely uncoordinated and extremely an athlete. Uh, and uh, I just uh, I just have this opportunity to play basketball because I was tall. That's... Uh, so I, I, I guess I was very lucky for their uh, their way. If I will never, I will, if I will, if I was a regular person, I will never play basketball. But you know that in life, you never know what's going to be tomorrow or what is going to be next week. There are so many opportunities. And if you take the opportunity in the right time and the right opportunities, then you, you, your road's going to go in a different way. Well, you did that. No, I think uh, the move you made to, to Portes. Um, I remember playing in Portes a few times, one when I was in France, and then one, uh, I think you were there when we played with Cluj in, in Portes, and uh, how much people loved you there, and uh, the impression you, you gave people there in France, and uh, you know, the, the, how people can, uh, can see the, the Romanians and everything else. I think you did a great impression there, and everlasting impression. 
So how, how did that move come around? Because you say uh, the opportunity, and I think you grabbed the opportunity and went to France from Cluj, and not many Romanian players were leaving the country. Yes, I lucky, I guess. Uh, again, I was pretty lucky to go on parties. First of all, to go on parties, I was lucky. I have an opportunity to go on different, uh, different uh, places in Europe, but uh, my agent at that time, he said, look, that was in 1992. See, this is the best opportunity for you to uh, to go to get better and uh, to go stronger and to become a, be a better basketball player for the next uh, for the next opportunities. And uh, I remember I say, Paul, I remember Paul. I played uh, against Paul in that time. We played in 1991 against Paul in uh, Europe Cup. Like uh, no Europe champion uh, competition, and uh, I have a I know, around uh, 67 points or 70 points against in two games against Paul. And uh, but the most important is that is the most important. The most important this team, this club, Portis, make me feel extremely uh, warm. Make me feel like I wasn't home. But Paul was my second house after Cluj for a long time. My dream was all the time to go back to retire in Paul and to move back to Paul. But uh, after I have the kids, everything uh, kind of changed around. Everything but, changed. Uh, <laughs> if I have to, if I have to do again, I will be Star Wars Paul again. Yeah, I mean, you made the decision. You know, you went from uh, from the NBA from Paul. And uh, like I said, yeah. playing in 2000 when I go back to Paul, the reason I go to back to Paul is uh, it's because I really want to play another year in Paul. Paul is uh, such a nice place and the people in the club and the presidency on and uh, everybody was in that team right there, around the team, they were so, so nice. Now, how was the um, language? Because I know for me it was hard, uh, not just when I played in France, but everywhere I played when I didn't speak the language or even when I came to the US for the first time, tried to, you know, do my homework in English. It was- Oh, you know, man. <laughs> so uh, when I leave Romania in 91, uh, I go in France, I'm sorry, in 92, I go in France and uh, I, I was not speaking French at all. So after a couple of months, I start to, to understand and start to say some words in French. And after that, I start to get even better and better in French language. And after that, in '93, uh, I, I come back to Washington and getting so confused between French and English. And it was so hard to speak English for me that time. Because all the time when I was thinking English, the French words coming to me. And, uh, but I, I start to get better in French in the end. But uh, after that, I have to start '93, start was English. And that was, uh, that was a little bit. Uh, uh, a problem, but in basketball, you speak the same language. You don't speak uh, in French. We used to, you, we, because we have a lot of Americans in the team, we used to use a lot of uh, English in uh, basketball court. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I noticed that everywhere. It hasn't been a problem. But, uh, yes, outside of the court was the biggest problem. And during the game and during the practice, I, I never have maybe a couple of times a year have have problem. I don't understand what coach really want to say, but most of the time I figure out uh, 
doesn't matter the, what language the coach is speaking. If you keep attention, you stay focused, and you look at his eyes when you talk, when you talk, you kind of get almost everything what he said. Yeah, I agree. And the eye contact, and that's so important. And yes. Uh, that's great to know, actually, for for um, younger players. Not that it's uh, that it's the most uh, most important for the players, and for for me it was most important to keep the eye on the coach every second, even during the game. Uh, if I see the coach in the in the up and try to say something, then I was keep focus on him because I know he what whatever he say, he will be say something to help me or to get me better. Absolutely. That's great information right there for any young player or aspiring uh, player. So, Gita, how was the transition to the NBA? Yeah, you were, uh, well, for many, it was a big deal, and it still is a big deal, and we're very proud. Yeah, Vlad, you know, when you do something when you live, everything is so easy. Everything is so, so smooth. When you do something with love and with proud, it's it's nothing hard. I remember when I go back first time back to Romania after uh, my first year in NBA, and I tell West uh, West answer was the coach and my first training camp was the hardest training camp I ever had. And uh, a friend of mine he played volleyball for Romania national team and he asked me I said hey uh, how is NBA? It's hard. It's How's the practice? I said, man, look, the practice, the practice are so nice, so smooth, so beautiful. How? I love basketball. <laughs> I guess that is the reason. So when, uh, when the practice is hard, that means you are not prepared for their sport. If you do what's love, every practice is hard, it's easy, and every game is, is, is the best game when you do what's love. So uh, when I get here in Europe, I, I uh, play against some very good players. But here, every night, every night I have this, uh, this opportunity to play against the best of the best in the world. But the worst was, and the hard was for me, the, the travel, the, the game every second day. And uh, almost uh, the great two games, um, uh, two days in a row, uh, when we have a game two, two days in a row. And uh, first year, first year was so hard for me to to adjust to the travel. I, so many times I don't I don't even know what day of the week was. <laughs> I'm serious. I know we have practice uh, ten o'clock. I have to be in the gym uh, uh, at least nine o'clock. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, I know tomorrow we're gonna go to play somewhere or. Uh, we go back home after the game. I know we most of the most after the game, most uh, almost out after the game. We have to go somewhere. I have my bag all the time prepared in my car, and uh, but get so uh, get so so over and over. Sometimes we forget what day is. Yeah, it's it certainly can be hard. From uh, friends that I know playing the NBA, I guess. Uh, I guess for me the hard was the hard was the most hard and inconvenient was the traveling. So so many games uh, in one weekend, uh, so many different cities. Yeah, for sure. And Gita, I know 
you, you talked about the love for the game and that shows, you know, how um, your mental approach was very good to the game. What led to you becoming the improved player? I think a lot of young kids, you know, they need to understand. Um, hey, uh, Vlad, look, I come in here. Uh, I remember when I was uh, here, my second or third year in Washington, a newspaper from France, they come into the, to the town to have an interview with me. And uh, he asked me, you make friends in the team. I said, look, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not coming to play in NBA to make friends. I'm coming here to play basketball. I get, uh, that was my, uh, my, uh, my focus every second, every, every minute, every day to get better and better and to prove I'm, uh, I can be better than uh, other players. Uh, I remember when we started training camp, we was uh, 25 players in the, on the training, first day in the training camp and every day was a couple of players less and less and less until we was 14 players after the seven days. We was 14 players on, uh, on the team. But even that, your, uh, your position was never, uh, never uh, guaranteed you're gonna be a starter or you're gonna be in the team. If somebody else show up somewhere else, better than you, it's coming to take your place. This is NBA. They don't keep you because you are nice or beautiful or uh, gentle as anybody else. <laughs> I have serious. This is uh, this is live, and uh, I, I seem uh, I was uh, I was on the team was Kevin Duckworth, and Kevin Duckworth he was the starting center, and look, told Kevin every day. Kevin, God bless his heart. Uh, I tell him uh, every day. I said, Kevin, your spot is my spot. You gonna sit in their bench, and I gonna play one day. But he don't get pissed off on me. He say, George. I'm agree with you. You coming, you're young, you have more energy than me, and you're gonna get their spot. Keep working hard. And in the practice, uh, in the practice, I, all the time I start after I start, I stay after the practice and work more and more. And just to get in that uh, to get in that position, to get his uh, spot. Yeah, that's very important. What, what you just said right there, the mentality. Yeah, look, uh, my uh, one time I was uh, uh, and Washington, uh, Washington Bullets at that time, he's right now Washington Wizards, they hired a shooting coach for uh, Chris Weber. But Chris, all the time, was kind of first guy leave the practice. He, worked, he was working before the practice as a shooting coach, but after the practice, he, he go to the lifting or to he go home. And uh, oops. Uh, wait a second, I have to get something because my power is, uh, is low on my phone right now. <laughs> this can happen. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't even finish, I have a lot more to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, I, I say, I say, boss, look, my goal is to make 50 shots in a row. And take me a couple of weeks to to be available to make 50 shots and roll outside of the of the pain, but I I do it. And after that, I practice every day just to make 50 shots and roll. And that it's uh, it's not easy to achieve, but uh, I was uh, I was so determined to make that the shots. So after the practice, that was my uh, my job every day.
to make their spiritual shots and roll. Yeah. So after practice, you started your own practice to become better individually and, you know, chase perfection, kind of like Kobe used to say, you know, you always practice for perfection. You're never. It's true, man. If you, if you don't practice for perfection, you cannot play in NBA. You cannot, uh, you cannot achieve almost. Uh, you can achieve something by luck, but not uh, for uh, for long time. And this is I was. I don't want uh, you or your kids or anybody to be like me. This is what I was. But if you wanna, if you wanna become a good player, you have to you have to love basketball first. If you don't love basketball, you don't uh, you don't uh, become a to the to the high level. Yeah, that is you have to love, and uh, after you love that one, you have to put so much work. I. Uh, uh, I remember I was in Romania one time. I was playing for Romania national team, and I say uh, we have a Christmas uh, training camp. And I was a young player in that time, and uh, I said, "Oh, I wish, I wish I spend my the Christmas with my family. This is my only time when I can't really spend the Christmas with my family." And for me, Christmas was uh, huge deal. And uh, somebody told me, "Say look." You have to give so much to just achieve something very small. And this is in basketball. You have to give so much to achieve something uh, very, very small. And uh, that was true. I uh, feel that in my and I, I bet you, you feel that in your skin too. When you play, uh, you, you have to stay away from your family. You have to stay away the, on, the, on the biggest holidays when you used to be together with your family. You will be by yourself in the room, in the hotel room, or you be with your teammates. That is your second family. Sometimes you get so tired of your second family that it be your teammates. You really want to be with your family, but hey, you give so much the tips just a little bit. Yeah, and we have such a short career, you know. Uh, as you know, and as I know, I'm I'm getting closer to to the end of mine. You have to enjoy it every time. And even though sometimes you see your teammates more than you see family, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm getting tired of these guys, you know, like I, I see them every day for you know, how many hours. And... I know, I know, I know. That, that, is, that is true, man. That is true. So, Vlad, look, so uh, you're still very young. You still have a couple more years to play, but uh, you see, in basketball, you never know how long you play. You never know how long you're gonna be in the basketball court, play basketball. There is the reason you are uh, you are uh, one of the very lucky players because uh, you finish uh, American University, you finish high school, you finish American University. Right now you have a diploma, and you have education, and nobody can take away from you that education you have. And you have right now, you're very young, and you're still going to have so many years of work in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, this is how this podcast started. This is how my new podcast about the Detroit Pistons started, is uh, when I talked to David Aldridge. You know, he's, he's an American University alumni. And I asked David in February, you know, can you give me some pointers? Because my major was communications. I like doing the media. Uh, I used to dream of, you know, maybe 
being a journalist when I retire. But uh, now there's no more, you know, newspapers, everything is different. So he told me, start, uh, you know, start a podcast, do this, do that. And it was so helpful. And like you said, that education came into play. And I'm very happy because it was my choice back then, as you, you probably know, and some other people know, I had the option, you know, to leave college when I left George Mason to come back to Europe and play or to leave after high school or but it was always, I, I always thought, like you said, that you need to do both. You know, you need to have education. You need to, and now at I'm, I'm 32 and I'm coming off the last three years. I had a major injury every single year of the last three years. And I thank myself at education more than ever now, you know. You know, basketball is beautiful, but it's so, so short. And you have so, so much time in your life after you've finished playing basketball. So that is the most important, what you have in your backpack. You, 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 actually, you're lucky because you finished the, the university. And I remember you have a, a little chance in that time to go play basketball, play professional in Europe. But all the time I say, look, you will be playing basketball anyway after you finish college. But what you do after you finish playing basketball? Because it will be much longer life. So that is the most important, what to do after you finish basketball. So uh, I tell every kid, hey, look, the most important is your education. Basketball is the second important. And maybe the third important, family is the second important. But your education is your future. And if you, if you play in MBA or if you play in college or if you play in Europe or if you play in Romania, it doesn't matter what you play. After you finish playing basketball, you have to have that diploma because when you're gonna go to, when you're gonna start uh, to do something, after you finish playing basketball, you, you have to know what you wanna do. So you, that is the reason you go in school to learn something, what you wanna do in, in life. Uh, this is what I tell my kids. I say, look, you can play in a high school, you can play in college. Most important, use basketball for something. Use basketball to get education. Use basketball to become a leader, to become something. Maybe after you finish basketball, you can be a coach. You can be in the, in, uh, in, uh, in the club somewhere, but uh, you can be you can be engineer or you can be doctor or you can be computer science. Yeah, absolutely. And Gita, now that you mentioned the opportunities after basketball, can you tell us, you know, other than, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Giant Basketball Academy? I know you're very involved. Okay, with so Vlad, look, after I, I finished playing basketball in 2000 and yeah, I go, I play another year in Europe, uh, 2000, 2001, and I come back uh, and I take off a year, a year and a half. I take it off and I say, and this time I say, what I can do right now? Because I'm still very young and I really have to do something, something else. But my problem was I keep focused every day on basketball, Vlad. Nothing else was in my mind, just basketball. And uh, I forget because I saw, I was so, so into basketball. I forget it's another life outside of basketball. And that is true. I forget it's something else besides basketball. For me, I, I don't, 
after I got married, I don't even go to honeymoon because I was so busy playing basketball and training. Maybe I was more busy training to get ready for the next season than anything else. So uh, in, 2000, uh, in 2002, I had two, two little kids and was, I was talking to my wife. I said, I have to do something else. I cannot stay in the house all day long. Every morning I get up, I go to the gym, I work out in the gym. I come back in the house. I say, I have to do something else. And I, I say, I have to do something what I love it. But at the same time, I have to spend more time with my kids because I have uh, one George, was, he born first year and a couple of years. I was, I was traveling with New Jersey Nets and I was in France for a while. And I say, I have to spend uh, to, to catch up time. And I remember my teammates, when they have kids, I remember one Strickland one time, he said, my God, I was so, so much away from my, from my family. I get back home and my kids will start, start talking to me and I don't even know he talked. But that was true, that was true. <laughs> and, uh, and I say, I have to spend most time with my kids. And this is what I come in with, uh, was German Basketball Academy. I say, okay, I'm gonna start to work with, uh, with little kids, with beginners because my kids was younger. I, like this, I will be, have time to spend with my kids in the basketball court and, uh, Train, train another kids and uh, actually uh, almost open a basketball gym in uh, North New Jersey. And in uh, 2004, uh, Washington Wizards, they called me to, to work for them. And I moved uh, back to Washington from New Jersey and I started right here at the Basketball Academy. And uh, the reason I started Basketball Academy is because I want to spend more time with my kids. And after, uh, after uh, uh, 10, 12 years, some of the players uh, from my academy, they, they go to the college, they get a scholarship in college, they get a scholarship in uh, high school. Oops, sorry. And uh, this basketball, basketball academy starts. And uh, Vlad, I tell you something. See these kids uh, coming to the program, and uh, after uh, after a couple of weeks, see them how much they improve. That is the most important for me. And another amazing thing: I was a couple of uh, years ago when we start uh, junior basketball, NBA junior basketball in Romania, in Cluj. Uh, that amazed that amazed me after uh, after uh, two months to see the kids, how much they improve, uh, and to see one of the best final uh, for the uh, eight and 10 years old. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. It was pretty nice. I remember seeing the jerseys. They were around. Uh, yeah, so look. I mean, our locker room. So it was, it was pretty nice. For me right now, uh, working with kids is like a playing NBA. These kids have so good energy, so much energy, so positive energy. Uh, see them uh, get uh, get see them get improved and getting better and better and better, and see their smile in their face when they score and they start to learn rim the ball to learn to shoot and make basketball make basketball that that amazes me. Yeah. And I wish I wish I start basketball when I was six years old, but hey, I was uh, very unlucky. 
Uh, maybe I was not tall enough when I was six years old, but uh, by mistake, I start when I was uh, 14 years old, uh, 15 years old, and I'm so, I'm so happy. But hey, look, basketball changed my life, period. But gave me so many opportunities. Basketball, I got so many opportunities. And uh, I was blessed. Absolutely. And since you mentioned Romania a little bit, I want to also ask you, what are your thoughts about, you know, at this point, Romanian basketball? I think our national team is very young. Uh, they were criticized quite a, quite a bit last few days because of the loss with uh, Spain, especially. And I think it was not, it was not fair because I've been, yeah. in, I've been in their shoes. I've been in those shoes where you are young, Uh, you're doing your best and it, it might just not be enough. And um, I really want to show them my support on social media. And I did that. And uh, I really like the, the core they have, you know, this, this 22, 23-year-old, 24-year-olds they have with uh, Kutze who plays in Spain and, and leads them. And I think there's, there's somewhat a future, but we need to support them. But what, what are your thoughts on, on not just the national team, on, on basketball in Romania in general right now? Vlad, I believe Romania have a very good uh, young talents right now. But we are not on the Spanish, uh, Spain level. We are not. Spain was in our situation many, many years ago. In our level right now. There was many, many years ago. Right now, we want from these kids to win today. In basketball, you cannot show up and win all the time. Uh, Romanian basketball is much better. My opinion, talented. They are much better right now. They have great, great uh, opportunities. But they miss something. They miss a huge player. This is what they miss right now. Somebody who can carry the team around. They don't have that person yet. And to have that person, it's so hard to have that person take the team to the next level. We don't have this player yet. Kurtz is a great player. But he needs something special right there. He needs a special player who helps the team to go to the next level. Uh, people criticize the team. I see. I see. And uh, I was ashamed to read some of the uh, some of the comments of the people. And uh, because it's much much easy to to critic than be positive. When you are po positive, you have to find the words, the nice words. When you are negative, they come in so easy. So that is the people, they are more negative because they have easy words to say. Uh, to, for you, if you want to be positive, you have to think about some nice words, right? Yeah. This is for, like this is for everybody. So it's so easy to be negative and crit, to, critic, uh, to critic how they play. But uh, I, see, I, see, I see a little bit of the game and I, I, uh, my hope is in this team. This is my hope on this team. 
we have a great team right now. We have to keep them together. And I hope this team gonna take the basketball, Romanian basketball to next level. And we need this team to stay together as who they are right now. And I love them. And I know they work very hard because you can see them. You can see this team have almost everything. They need one special, but they have almost everything. They have a great coach. They have a great talent in the team. What they don't have, they don't have, a, they don't have experience. And when you don't have experience and you play with a team like Spain, experienced team like Spain, you cannot win against their team. You cannot. Yeah. But after, after this team gonna have a little bit more experience, gonna be very hard to beat. And I hope this team gonna stay together and they most important, they stay healthy. And uh, somebody will be step up with Ketze and help the team to go to the next level. This is what they need right now, somebody to step up. Yeah, but you cannot step up because until you're gonna have enough experience. Uh, Ketze is one of the most experienced players in this team. Yeah, and he's still, he's still young, you know? He's still young. Exactly. I, I like this team. I like the score, but they need to be supported. They need to be helped. They have to be supported. And uh, look, they are young and uh, unexperienced. And they are, they are sensitive. If you try to, we, we try to throw rocks on them, it will be not good. It will be not healthy for us and for them. And you know what? I love, I love how they play. I love it. You can see they are uh, unexperienced. You can see that one, but they will be getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And Gitsa, now, uh, you know, one of the last questions, what do you miss the most about the NBA? Or about playing basketball in general, because- uh, Vlad, look, yes, I miss the most the competition. The energy, the energy before the game. Uh, that is, uh, uh, that is, I guess, energy before the game and the competition. Anything else, I don't miss it. Yeah, the competition. Every you know, every competitive yeah. person misses that. When when you give up that competition, it's like uh, that's well, after you give them up, you want to give that competition up. You're never gonna get there again. Never. That's why you see all these guys betting on golf. You know, they go and bet for one ball in golf, like thousands of dollars. And I think that's what Michael Jordan was about, you know, how hard it was for him to give up competition in general. It was, I don't think he was addicted to games. It was addicted competition. Competition, yes. So this, this is what I miss the most right now, the competition. But I get used to it without competition, but uh, if I have to compete, I will be compete anytime for anything. That's awesome right there. Yes. Gita, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, uh, as always. And I look forward to, to seeing you in person soon, soon enough, hopefully. Vlad, God bless you, man. And uh, stay well and stay healthy. And happy holiday, have happy holiday and uh, enjoy this holiday season. And uh, God bless your family and your kids. And uh, hope I see you soon. 
Thank you. I hope so too. Maybe next summer. Thank you, Gitsu. Yeah. Take care of mine. Ciao, ciao.